Hello and welcome to Ask the Pastor. I'm Barry Hughes, Senior Pastor of Sun Creek United Methodist Church in Allen, Texas, and I'm so glad that you have joined me today uh, for this question and answer time. It's always a joy to respond to the questions you've sent in to me. Today I have three questions. The first one has to do with the use of ashes on Ash Wednesday and in the season of Lent, where that comes from and what it means. The second uh, two questions are from our text from last Sunday's sermon, John chapter 3. One is about Nicodemus and another biblical character from another place, Thomas, about what doubt means and questioning means and how God feels about those doubts and questions in our life. And then the third one is what does it mean after John uh, has Jesus telling us the wonderful news of John 3, 16 and 17, to follow it up with those questions, I mean, those verses about uh, condemnation and choosing the light. And I look forward to talking about these with you today. Our first question uh, this week has to do with the season of Lent, uh, going back a few weeks to Ash Wednesday. Question about why the ashes and when did that start? Uh, that's a great question because it's a little murky when that started, but it started way back uh, in the early centuries of the church. And we took that practice from uh, the practice in Judaism of ashes being a symbol of repentance and also a symbol of grief and mourning. So when we take the ashes on our heads or on our hands, we say that we are sorry for our sins. We repent of our sins and we mourn that we have disappointed God and those are a reminder to us of our mortality, our difference between who God is and who we are, and yet they remind us that God loved us enough to bridge that gap through Jesus. So that's where the idea of ashes come from, mourning and repentance, which are very fitting signs for this season of Lent. The second question comes from John's Gospel, chapter 3, which was our text last week for our sermon. And it was uh, from the story of Nicodemus and how Nicodemus came to Jesus at night to ask some questions and try to figure out this kingdom of God thing, this eternal life thing. And a couple of our young people had the question of how does God feel about people like Nicodemus and also Thomas, people who don't seem to quite get it or people who doubt, people who have questions people who need proof about who God is and what God wants from them. And I think that is an excellent question. One of the reasons the Gospels were written is to show us what the disciples were like, those original disciples. And there's no accident that they are depicted as people who struggle and people who doubt and people who are clueless. No matter what Jesus has just done in front of them, they still have questions and they still have doubts. What does God do with people who have doubts? Well, first of all, I think God is very pleased with us when we are honest about the doubts that we have and the feelings that we have of uncertainty or confusion about the faith. Uh, Thomas who unfortunately got uh, named Doubting Thomas long ago. I refer to him as Honest Thomas. 
he's the only one who was honest enough to tell the truth. I'll have to see his hands and feel the nail prints. Have to put my hand in his side where the soldier pierced him with a spear as he hung on the cross. And we can hear that story and sometimes think that Thomas was a disappointment to Jesus. But we need to remember Jesus meets Thomas where he is and says, here's my hand. Here, touch my side. Jesus is always meeting us where we are and giving us what we need in order to grow in our faith. So what did old doubting Thomas end up doing? Well, tradition tells us that that same doubting person ended up carrying the gospel all the way to India and spreading the story of Jesus. And there's a tradition in India to this day of Christians who claim to be Thomas Christians. Nicodemus, the same way, a Pharisee who comes at night to ask Jesus questions. We wonder what Jesus thought of him. Jesus talked with him and shared with him and told him how to find what he was looking for. So Jesus was not put off by his doubt or his confusion or his questions. We don't hear about Nicodemus again except one time in the Bible. And that's when Jesus is crucified and it's time to take his body off the cross and lay it in the tomb. Two people come, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus. So Nicodemus figured it out because Jesus met him where he was. So if you have doubts, you have struggles, you find it hard to believe, you're in great company. Jesus is there meeting you, and God will use you in great ways because of the faith you develop through your doubts and through your struggles. The last question for today is also from that same chapter, that same text in John chapter 3. We talked about verses 16 and 17, how God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the whole world through Him might be saved. But the verses that follow talk about light and darkness and people who are condemned and people who are not condemned. And they seem in stark contrast to those two verses that we take out of that story. But I think John is trying to make us understand that God made God's choice. And God's choice is to love us, all of us, each and every one of us, the whole world, and would stop at nothing to make that love known by sending Jesus Christ to die for our sins. And in Jesus, God has forgiven every one of us. John wants us to know that God's made God's decision and now we have a decision to make. We have a responsibility to receive such a gift. We need to live a life of gratitude. We need to live a life where we choose the light. You know, often when we think about eternal life or we think of salvation, we only think of what happens to us when we die. And that certainly is an important part of it. But in the Gospels, in Jesus' teaching, Jesus is talking about salvation in terms of how we live, how we live right now. Eternal life doesn't start when I die. 
Eternal life started when I said yes to God's love in Jesus Christ. So John is saying that is an important decision. We have choices to make. We live in the light of God's love and grace, or we live in darkness. It seems like a clear choice when you put it like that, but it's a struggle each day, isn't it? Every day, choose the light, because that choice matters. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Send in some questions. I'd love to try to answer them for you. Join me for worship uh, online on Sunday morning uh, or in person at 11 o'clock. I'll look for you there. God bless.